Hello, everyone. Welcome to Craft Beer Bucket with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Craft Beer Bucket List. I'm Big Ray. Across the table via the internet is Mike, and we're going to bring you tonight six beers that hopefully get added to your craft beer bucket list, beers you have to try before you die. And before I ramble on and on for an hour, Mike, please uh, please say hello. Let's uh, let's get this ball rolling, my dude. Hello, 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 hello. Big Ray. Uh, I'm pretty pumped about our special guest tonight. Uh, Today, I am too. I, people are going to be listening to this at different times. That could be the morning. Our special it guest be, yeah. for the podcast. Yes, indeed. So I'm always excited when we have a guest on. It's like, wow, people take the time to hang out with us. Wow. That, uh, that makes me feel good on the inside. I just always assume they're hanging out with you. Oh, uh, there's that. I don't humble brag, but it's true. <laughs> wow. Man. So anyway, Mike, um, yeah. so be- before we, we, we get too far off track and out in the weeds here, uh, we have two sticker sponsors again this week. That's exciting as always. So I, I got to give some shout outs here to uh, Eureka Heights uh, Brewing out of Houston, Texas. You can find them at Eureka Hikes, Eureka Hikes, Eureka Heights on social media. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also a big shout out and a thank you to Hop and Sting Brewing out of Grapevine, Texas. To show them some love as well, find them at Hop and Sting again on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So to get those stickers, be sure to send us a message. You can find us wherever you when you look at it. So whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter as well. And I just said all three of those three times. That's one hell of a trifecta. But drop us a message. Hit us with that DM. Say, hey, I want these free stickers and uh, we'll send you some. And just make sure you do it within seven days of the air date of this podcast to be eligible. It's likely they'll be gone after day one or day two anyway. These things fly off the shelves. Uh, so hit us, uh, hit us with that message and we'll get you some stickers. So how about that? Hey, do you say Houston or Houston? I say Houston. Houston. Get <sighs> yeah, you got to get that that H sound in there. One man. All right. When I hear people say Houston, like the like it's Y O U. It's, it's like I don't know. What well, here in a second? We're going to introduce a special guest. We'll have to ask we'll uh, how we'll she how she says it. Yeah, we'll ask her yeah. about it. Um, so I'm going to introduce our beers real quick. Um, and which is going to allow me to do something even cooler is introduce our special guest. You ready for this, Ray? Absolutely. I'm ready. I don't think you're ready for this, but we're going to go ahead. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, we're going to be trying several beers. So, um, so you're going to have a trace leches. I don't even know how to, is it excavesa? Oh. Excavesa trace leches from stone. I believe My so. Espanol Ex-Covesa. is not a hundred percent. Um, and then you're going to try angry Scotsman, uh, fortitude. It's a Belgian, right? It's a Belgian triple triple. And that's out of Oklahoma yes. city. Um, then I'll have the belching beaver, Viva la beaver and adroit theory curse of the damned, which is a beer you got me by the way. And then our special guest, we're going to introduce the beers. I'm going to introduce her. Uh, they're very special. They're very awesome. Very cool. Jenna Steele from beer can lover and the craft brewers creative podcast she's gonna be joining us she's gonna have the ithaca flower power ipa and uh with round two she's gonna be doing the solid favorite oldie but goodie sierra nevada pell l jenna how are you 
Hello, I'm doing well. How are you? Um, no complaints. I'm having a couple beers with some good folks. I think it's a good day. Best day ever. Best day ever. So, Jenna, you're your beer can lover on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I like is your podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about it real quick? Yeah. So the Craft Brewers Creative Podcast is a place where you can come and listen and learn about craft beer can art. I got into the industry for my love of beer second, but my love of cool can art and labels and the marketing side of things first. And so that's how what drew me into the beer aisle. And what kept me was the beer, but it's a place where you can uh, come hang out and the uh, the labels come first and we can talk about that. Yeah. And something I like about it is, you, you know, you interview all kinds of people from brewers, designers, mar- marketing folks, creative directors, you know, everybody, mm-hmm. um, even people that, um, that are just good folks to, you know, hang out with. <laughs> um, what, so when you talk about, you know, you enjoyed that creative element, the, the, the creative side of that. Um, so what, what drew you to that? Like what's your background or what's your interests related to that, I guess? Yeah. So I was studying, um, business and hospitality at Cornell and I had this one beers course and it was called firm grains, cider and sake. And every week our professor brought in, you know, eight different beers, eight different craft beers from across the country. And I was just like stunned by the diversity and like that there were all these things I'd literally never heard of. And also they all came in such cool cans and bottles. And I was like, nothing else is as cool as this looks in the grocery store. Like what's the prettiest aisle, the craft beer aisle. And so I was just always drawn to that. And I loved going to breweries and, you know, just the, it's just an industry full of good people. Um, for the most part I've found and, you know, cool laid back people and I wanted to be a part of it. And so I wanted to make a space for people, um, that maybe aren't as knowledgeable about beer itself or, um, are more like me. And there wasn't really a place on the internet that I could find for me to go, um, and have this interest of mine. And so I wanted to create one for, for all the other beer can lovers. <laughs> and so that that's going to be something I'm going to lean on you time and again, as we go through this, because, um, I think we've got some pretty cool beer beers in front of us. Um, but I want to yeah. hear what you have to say about the labels, having that background and having that interest. Um, yeah. but I think it's time. I think it's time we open our beers and started getting some, some beer flowing. What do y'all think? Uh, Yeah. You know, I'm down to open a beer and drink it. Jenna, would you like to? I know you're drinking a bottle and we got cans. Do you want to open yours first and see if you can uh, pop that top? Sure. Okay. I've like used a bottle opener like this twice. So this might be a little. How do you? You got it. Hey. Oh, just like that. And it's only lost a little skin. It's okay. <laughs> oh, it goodness. actually sounded really good though. I think it, it did. Yeah. It, it, yeah it, the, the in like clink was really good. That, it, yeah, that's going to sound really good in post. <laughs> nice. Definitely. Good job. All right. Ray. Oh, thank you. 
All right, man. Here we go. Ray usually stinks. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should start ranking that, Ray. <laughs> I'm always going to get like a one out of ten. That uh, wasn't a one. Just, that was. I feel like this should be on a scale of like one to five. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I agree. Because I feel like there's a lot of new. There's you gotta give yourself more credit by putting on a smaller rating scale. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take whatever help I can get. This went from 10 to 20% immediately. That's so what I'm you. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, man. Yeah, Mike I, had another, yet another solid. Could y'all hear it? it? Like, yeah. Yeah. Remember last week or two weeks ago, like I messed up my fingernail. Remember that? I remember that. Yeah. So like Jenna, I was, I was cracking a beer can and part of my fingernail peeled off, like, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it didn't hurt, but it like felt odd. So anyway, like, I don't know if you can't see it. Never mind. <laughs> I was like, here, I'll show you. But you, Am uh, I allowed to take a sip? Yeah, yeah you're allowed yes, to drink, please. drink, drink. Please do. So as everybody's taking Gosh. a sip, I'll, I'll remind everybody that. So Jenna's drinking Flower Power. It's an IPA from Ithaca Beer out of Ithaca, New York. Uh, and you can find them on all the social media and online at IthacaBeer.com or at IthacaBeer. Uh, Ray is having the Angry Scotsman Fortitude, uh, a Belgian Trapel, and Angry Scotsman's out of Oklahoma City. And I'm having Curse of the Damned, an Oktoberfest style uh, beer. It is, I believe, it's aged in bourbon barrels, but maybe. Anyway. It's an Oktoberfest style Marzen. It tastes real good. Mm. Um, it's from Adroit Theory from Purcellville, Virginia. Or Purcellville, Percival. Virginia. Percival. Yes, Ray, you got me this beer, dude. Thank you. You're welcome. So, you know, honestly, I was surprised to find an Oktoberfest. Um, Adroit Theory is really well known for their IPAs. Um, probably among, probably my top five favorite IPAs ever has come from Edroit Theory. So I'm always just insanely attracted by their can art. It's just like over the top cool. I mean, that's what draw them, uh, drew them in, in for me initially. Because, See how uh, it's important just like, can art wow. is? Wow. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but it's so it's over the top and kind of weird and very dark, if you will. Uh, but it's just eye-catching. And, but they're IPAs, man, they're just, they're amazing. Um, so I was glad to see an Oktoberfest. I was glad to, to bring that to you, Mike. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's all, all different kinds of cool there. This, this is, so Jenna, tell us about Flower Power. You, you've got to tell us what is up with that beer. So Flower Power is something that is special to me because it's from, as you said, Ithaca, which is like right by where I went to college. Um, and it was like really the first craft brewery I ever went to was Ithaca Beer Co. Um, and we went there all the time and I just love it. Like they just have the best tap room. It's in the summer, they have this massive sprawling, like backyard area and so fun. It was actually there on the day of my college graduation with my family. And so Gotta love Flower Power because it's an Ithaca Beer Co. classic. Um, And that's, it's just a very hoppy IPA, pretty straightforward. Um, 
And it just reminds me of Ithaca. And I haven't had it in a couple of years because I've been in Georgia. Now I'm back in New York, got, grabbed a bottle, happy to be drinking it once again. So I, uh, I Googled up Ithaca Beer Co. Tap Room and was looking through some pictures while you're saying that. And it, that looks like a pretty, pretty cool spot. I mean, yeah, it's fantastic. That, that There's not much area. to do in or around Ithaca. It's one of the things to do. Yeah. There are not many. There's not much around there, but that is there. <laughs> and I mean, it, it looks like a cool spot. Uh, if I'm ever up there, I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to have to drop in. The, the, Ray, the outside beer garden or patio area looks pretty fly. Oh, right on. So, I would in the imagine. summer, they bring food trucks and stuff, but, or they kind of make their own, but year round and inside too, they have an incredible restaurant. Um, so much good beer. And then, I don't know, it was just always like the second the snow melted, we would all run to Ithaca Beer Co. And there was so much snow there. So it was like such a, a moment in the summer. Like you only had a week before finals where there's no snow and we would we would all run to Ithaca Beer Co. So this is like mid to late April? Oh, yeah. I can't do it. Snow on the ground in April? Nope, I'm out. It's a it's a uniquely challenging place to be. Right. It's yeah. Ray knows this. I lived in Illinois for a short time, and where I lived, we had uh, snow on the ground until maybe not quite that late, but well into March. And uh, I did not do well. I, it's not just the snow. I don't think it's just the snow. I think it's the the it's life the you have to live. Setting right. early, right? All that, and, it's and like all the of it. the things you have to do to deal with the snow and you know all that so i mean dredging to class you know in three feet of snow and snow boots up to your knees and the snow still coming down your boots it's just like this is fun for no one yeah and they didn't cancel squat i mean i remember we got like 13 inches overnight the first night and i was like no school tomorrow and people were like uh they don't do that here yeah and now even when i was there they actually for the first time in like 50 years, they actually canceled classes twice, I think, because there was so much snow and and a couple of things were canceled, but they canceled like three hours of classes or something. So you had to be lucky to get away with it really working out for you. But nowadays, think of, there will never be a snow day again with all the virtual learning they've figured out. There will never... Oh, you're a professor, aren't you? Don't you yes. work in the school? Yeah, we. Um, you're right. Well, when I first started, we did have a couple of severe weather days, um, is what they call them in our profession, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, now it's no, there's nothing. It's, you know, you teach online. And the same thing with my kids, man. Like gone are the days where there's a snow day. Like it's all, you know, you know. It's sad. Non traditional instruction. Are, snow days are important to this, like the child's soul. Right. Oh, it's pretty important. You're speaking to the choir. I make my. I'm like, you know what? It's snowing outside. We're gonna go outside. What about our homework? I don't say it to them, but I'm like, screw homework. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. we'll, we'll work on that later together. <laughs> I'll do it. But, <laughs> but I'm, I'm hearing all of this about snow yeah. and the cold. You know, yeah. you know, I've ex- we've experienced all of that. But I, I think there's something to be said for Ithaca Brewing Company and this flower power beer because I feel like this is something you could look forward to in that inclement type weather and it's just so sunshiny and warm feeling and uh for i would totally use that as an escape 
from reality and just have a couple of these, not just because I'm an IPA guy, but I see this and it reminds me of, of better seasons and better days. Absolutely. Yeah. See, speaking of escaping from reality, Ray, your fortitude is over there at 9.8%, the Belgian Chappelle. <laughs> so tell, right. tell me. How's your reality doing right now? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so far, so good. I didn't yeah, pregame tell us about any the beer, beers yo. tonight. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a Belgian uh, Chappelle. I, I don't, th- I think I might've called this a Dubel or just a Belgian because I'm, it, it's not as strong uh, as flavored as I would like for this style of beer. The, uh, the, the fall and winter, you know, uh, there's a word I'm looking for here. Good grief. Maybe it's getting to be more than I thought, but those flavors that I'm, that I'm looking for, uh, the, you know, some of the clove, the nutmeg, those type of things just aren't really shining through for me. It's there, but it's not there, there. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's a little light bodied overall uh, for what I'd expect from a Trapel. It's yummy. No doubt. It's not a bad beer. Um, it's it's a little boozy. Uh, it's just under 10% ABV, like you mentioned. It's got 29 IBUs, so it's on par uh, with the bitterness, which really isn't here. I'm not sure how they got 29 IBUs. Maybe it's because uh, my tongue is deadened by all the, the super hoppy IPAs I, I crave. But overall, it's it's yummy. It's not a bad beer at all. Uh, they describe it as a, a gusty beer. Or not gutsy, uh, gutsy rather. I said gusty. <laughs> That's my oaky coming out right there, all the high winds we get. Um, I wouldn't call it gutsy. Uh, like I said, it's the the flavors aren't coming through the way I'd like. So, but it's uh, still a little bit fruity, like fruit, fruit cakey, if you will. Not in a bad way, but that type of fruitiness, it exists in this beer. Uh, and it, it does kind of have a dry finish, which isn't bad. Uh, overall, it's, it's, it's a good beer. I'm not overwhelmed by it, but it's solid. Um, so the Curse of the Damned, which uh, I'm trying to show Jenna my, my can here. It's got like um, a cow skull. Um, it's got some, and it, you know, it migrates from a white to the, to the dark pink. Um, so man, I tell you what, th- this beard doesn't, it, it, t- it tastes all right. So it, it says that this is what they say about the beer. Curse of the damned has a copper red body and rich aromas of toffee and biscuit complemented by forward notes of honey, a light toast before a crisp, clean finish. So that's what they're putting out about the beer. And I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to say I'm not getting that same thing. So <laughs> it's, it doesn't taste bad, but, but it definitely like rich aromas of toffee and biscuit are not on the front end at all. Like I'm getting a little bit of that biscuity, um, uh, toasty, uh, you know, you know, have you ever had like when you, when not just when you butter toast, but you put honey on it maybe, and it, it changes that, that toast flavor. So I'm getting a little bit of that. So I get, I understand where they're talking about compliments of honey and toast, but I, I'm just not getting that heavy toffee or biscuit flavor. It is however, pretty crisp and clean tasting. Um, and, and from the, from the front to the back. So it's a, it's, it tastes fine. It drinks fine. It's a, for me, it's a little bit high on the carbonation. It, 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 it kind of like that Coca-Cola acidic burn, you know, you get with that, you know, it's almost to that level. And, and I, I think if it was dialed back a smidge, it might be, I don't, I don't know this. It might be a little bit better, but, um, 
so that's what I'm getting. It, it's a fine beer. Um, it just, for me, it misses on what it's pushing or what they're pushing out there as far as it, the, the description. Um, but I, I think the other part is, is because it's such a clean tasting beer, uh, curse of the damned. I'm just, to me, it seems like they, I don't know that the name misses for me as well. I don't know. Like for, for, for a name like curse of the damned, I'm, I'm thinking of something more punchy or, you know, darker, heavier, I don't know, something heavier is a good word. Right. So the, the name fits with Adroit Theory's overall theme. Oh, does it? Right? Okay. If, if you look at their other beers, it totally fits. The can art fits. I, I think just because they specialize, at least from what I've seen in the IPAs, uh, you know, this one being an Oktoberfest is a bit of an outlier. Okay. Um, you know what I mean? So everything else is totally them. Uh, sure. Maybe this is just a little out of their wheelhouse. And I'm guessing here, right? It's not like I'm an expert in Android oh, 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 theory. Oh, hold here. on. It doesn't taste bad. That, that's not what right, I mean. Right. It, it tastes fine. Oh, sure. It's just, yeah. I'm looking at the description. I'm having the beer. I'm like, it doesn't hey. quite, doesn't quite fit. Yeah. Oh, I get it. But it tastes yeah. fine. Like if, it, I would, if I, somebody served me this at uh, Oktoberfest or, if, you know, something along those lines, I, I would be happy with it. So I, I would like it. So they talk about rich aromas of toffee and biscuit. I would like that to come through more because I like those flavors. I like the Oktoberfest, the, you know, those, the, the, the heavier lagers is what I'll call them. Um, you know, the, the amber and all, and all that kind of stuff. I do like that. So, I, you know, anyway, that's what I got. So there you go. Ray, uh, I know we've got to get to the point where we rate this beer and give it a song pairing, right? Absolutely right. Uh, Jenna, do you want to go first or last? I would love to go last. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, enough. Ray, why don't you give us a rating for your beer and then give us a song? I will do that. So I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. Again, for all the reasons I talked about, it's not a bad beer. I think it's yummy. I just want something a little more punchy and a little more spicy. I don't know why I couldn't think of the word spices or spicy earlier, but I'm like, there's flavors that you put in stuff. What are they called? Spices, big guy. It's spices. Uh, I want some more of those, you know, winter, fall spices to shine through, and my taste bros didn't really pick them out. So 7 out of 10, still solid. It goes on the crafter bucket list. But my song pairing, and part of this is just due to their 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 marketing, their logo, they have this, they're called Angry Scotsman, and they have an Angry Scotsman on the can. Very, very common for them. Uh, but it makes me think of the Dropkick Murphys. And one of my favorite songs from those guys is the Worker Song. Sing it for us. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry. Oh, man. Uh, not, not today. Come on, dude. Alrighty. I was singing earlier. I, you were, I, I did a little bit too before we started recording, and I'm like, ooh, this is where it needs to stop. Um, I am not a karaoke superstar. So Ray, I'll just dude, talk to my father. Okay, I can't sing for my life. I got some for you, Ray. You ready? I'm so ready. Jesus Christ eating on a chicken wing. Wait, oh my God. Jesus Christ eating on a chicken wing. You can't use the same song twice, Mike. <laughs> I, I'm not going to use that song. Oh, okay. Jeanette, like, I'll have to send Janelle a link to this later. It's it's yeah, it's, it's a whole it's, thing. It's a whole thing. It really is. Yeah, but no, right. very very good, Mike. You need to be on. Okay, uh, yeah, all yeah, right. America's Got Talent right here next right. week. Yeah, you never know. You never know. You never know. Um, all right. So I 
<laughs> I had Curse of the Damned, which is an Oktoberfest uh, from Adroit Theory in Percival, Virginia. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 as well. I'm going to pair it with a song called Country by Sonora May. Um, Sonora May is a, like an indie country singer that uh, I've started listening to recently, and I'm really digging this song. Um, so that's what I'm, I'm going to pair it with. Uh, I think if uh, if you like that, that Appalachian independent country type music, uh, you'd dig her. Uh, anyway, Sonora May. And the, the song is country. There's a couple different songs I like of hers, but... Yeah, I will not pair it with um, Clown Bis. Jesus Christ eating on a chicken wing. So, all right. So now we have the very, save the best for last. She's very good at balancing bottles on her head. Is one of her talents. Jenna, you've got, <laughs> you've got the flower power IPA. Tell us what you think. Yes. Or what you're um, rating this song. Okay. So I never like to rate beer because... I I feel like who am I? Who am I? But I'll write the I'll write labels. Always write a label. Seven out of ten. Eh. Six out of ten. But it's a classic. I don't want to be wowed by it. So how can I blame them? You know, it's it's what it is. Sometimes they switch something up in it. And they make it like a little, like a seasonal thing go on the label. But it's a classic. And who am I? Who am I to judge a classic? Which I'm, is going to be a problem when I'm about to drink Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. So maybe I need some more opinions over here. Okay. It could be brighter and more fun. It's just, I know this is an audio podcast. If you know what Flower Power looks like, or if you look it up, it's just like the colors are pretty muted. It's got like, you know, the 60s, 70s, like hippie vibe going with it. But I want to be wowed. I'm not wowed. I'm sorry. Um, I do love you though, Anthica Birko. So what I do <laughs> like about it though is you see the, oh, again, audio podcast. If you Google it, maybe you can see in the back in the background where it's green, there's like these faint green, there's like, you know, flowers and stuff. And it looks like the sky in SpongeBob. And I do like that. Uh, it totally does. It totally, totally does. does. We are all and big yeah. SpongeBob like fans. That. Yes. I love that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait, we all have to be a SpongeBob character. Oh my Lord. Each of you have to choose. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm obviously Patrick. That's oh my uh, gosh. Okay. Yes. Oh my lord. My who's who's this really uh crabby neighbor? Mr. Krabs. Squidward. Squidward. Uh, who's always just kind of a curmudgeon? I, f- I feel like guess. that would be me. I, I want to be plankton. 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 <laughs> there you go. Uh, I like also I'm like wearing... Gary. I was gonna say that too. I've... Yeah. It's so funny. Okay. Um, but song. Yeah, what song? Okay, I don't know who sings this. You might know. You know, because of what, Ray, you were saying earlier about the feelings of it in the winter when it's a little gray out, waiting for the good, better days. Here comes the sun. Oh, man. I, I mean, I can Google it up real quick. It's the Beatles. Yeah, it's the Beatles. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a Beatles fan. I know people are going to be very mad about that. But. I didn't even know that was their song. So yeah, <laughs> yeah it's all good. It's a great song though. It's like, did everybody you, did knows you know it's the Beatles? Right. 
Uh, I didn't know it was the Beatles. No, I know the song, but I didn't realize it was uh, the Beatles. I'll be honest. All right. They can right, judge so, me if they uh, want. I, I know we gotta we gotta take a break, y'all. I gotta go to the bathroom. Yep. Um, <laughs> we gotta let Jenna recuperate from her uh, intense beer drinking session. Not really. I'm just I'm just joking with her. Um, so to to recap before we go to break, uh, Jenna at Beer Can Lover on Instagram uh, had the Ithaca Flower Power uh, from Ithaca Beer Co. Um, Ray had the Anger Scotsman Fortitude out of Oklahoma City. And I had the Curse of the Damned, but adroit, the, adroit theory out of Percival, Virginia. We we gave it some uh, sevens across the board, and we paired it with some Beatles, some Dropkick Murphys, and uh, Sonora May. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more, but uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Big Ray, and I am proud to announce another one of our Season 3 sponsors, Dronicle LLC, based right out of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Dronicle is one of the premier aerial photography and videography companies that you'll find in all of Northeast Oklahoma. From high-resolution stills to 4K quality video, find Dronicle on Facebook.com slash Dronicle, D-R-O-N-E-O-C-L-E. If you don't need any drone work done, Give them a follow, like their work, and tell all your friends, dude, Dronicle sponsors my favorite craft beer podcast, Craft Beer Bucket List. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. You're glad you're here. And now it's time to talk about beer. Good Lord, that was so lame. What is wrong with me? So to, to start off the second half of the podcast, I'm going to be drinking the Exo Coveza Tres Leches from Stone. Mike over there has a beer from Belching Beaver, the Viva La Beaver. Oh, man, I'm excited to hear about this. And our friend Jenna has a classic Classic, classic beer, the Pale Ale from Sierra Nevada. And OMFG, I'm ready to dive into these and get started. Um, how about you all? You re- are you ready for this? Like, are you so ready? Are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Your excitement is just bursting. <laughs> Next level, honey. Oh, my gosh. So I'm just going to crack my can right now because I want this. I want this so much. It's going down. That sounds pretty eight, good. Eight out of ten. Oh, snap. Oh, wait. We're doing out of five. Three. So, so three. Well, hey. Whoa. You eight down. out of ten is four out of five. I know. I know. Ouch. 
if I had yeah. feelings, they'd have been hurt uh, so bad. That's great. That was perfect. <laughs> Jenna, you want to go next? Sure. You want me to? Go ahead. All right. Five. Ah, well, fair enough. Out of five? <laughs> I'm playing favorites over here, right? It's not on you. Oh, you're fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> Uh-oh. So. All right, Jenna, it's, it's your good. turn. All good. Oh, wow. Uh, it's like she she's has a better done microphone. this before. <laughs> I don't uh, know what makes one good or bad. It's all, you know, yeah, yeah. Hey, no, that came through like, dang, she's up there with you, Mike. That's impressive. That was good. I, she's the winner. Jenna, we'll send you a um, certificate of completion. <laughs> Our participation trophy. Oh, my. Wow. You know what? Um, man, Ray. Yeah, I got I got a question for you. Oh, do you, okay. Tell me, what, what was your first craft beer? Oh, you know we've talked about this before. Yeah, I know. I want to know. Um, so, so my first craft beer from the so this is a trick, not really a trick question, but. I have no idea the name of the brewery, uh, but it was a Hefeweizen that was imported from Germany. A coworker introduced me to something other than the big name Pilsners, if you will. Um, but that was my first introduction uh, to craft beer, something other than what we just talked about. Um, otherwise, um, with you, it would have been Scheinerbach from Shiner, Texas. Yeah, Scheinerbach's pretty classic. Well, well, oh, yeah. You should just go with the Scheinerbach story because you know the name. So yeah, that, that makes sense. I'll go with that. Shine, so Shinerbach, Shinerbach. Yeah. What's your first like beer? That. I don't know what it's called. I was too drunk to remember. I just remember it was a Hefeweizen imported from Germany, and I was yeah. like, "Oh my gosh, this is so much better than what I've been drinking." Um, starts with Nat and ends with light. <laughs> Jenna, right. what was your first one? Do you, yeah. do you remember? My first craft beer. I think it was a Dogfish Head. The 90 minute maybe. Yeah, wow. Good beer. She went for the stronger stuff right there. Right. It was whatever my brother maybe handed me at one point. I don't even know. Well, your brother has good taste, I guess. Yes, Man. good. Obviously. What's so funny is I like the 60. I like the 90 minute. You get to the 120, drops off. I don't think I've ever had it. Oh, yeah. that's my number one favorite beer. The 120 <laughs> minute. Yeah. And Mike knows this. Uh, he and I were together in Sherman, Texas. Uh, the first time we had that. Man, I'll never right, forget so, that day. Changed my yeah. life forever. <laughs> oh man, I we, we would not talk about that right now. Hey, it's all um, good. So, uh, my first beer that I remember was a uh, Rogue Dead Guy, and it changed my world. Um, Another but, great beer, right? So, I think Rogue Dead Guy and Dogfish Head 90 is probably very well known. Shiner Bach is a little bit less, but they're getting around a little bit more. So, you know, they're they're like Ray Neal. They're getting around a little bit more, a little bit more. You know what's sad? Technically, a lot of people's first beer is going to be White Claw. Oh, nowadays, especially. Yeah. 
which isn't I whatever technically, but but probably so many kids are having white claws, you know. And I'm it's actually, like just what a what a what a first so, thing is right. kind of lame. I think uh, I would compare it to you know my first beer, not my craft. My my first beer was definitely probably like Natty Light or Keystone Light or something, right? So yeah. if you, if you do it, like, I'm sure mine that, was too. I can't be mad at people having a white claw because they do taste good. No, my first ever beer was a Chimay. Yeah. That's my also dad high made, quality. My dad made me try it. Yeah. I'm he, a fan of your like, dad once and your brother, a year. <laughs> he, like, right? once a year. Meanwhile, they are annoyed with my whole craft beer thing. They're like, what are you drinking? This all tastes like crap. But they have their individual interests. My dad's is, um, like, Belgian stuff. And... Yeah, I think one of my very – I think my first beer was a sip of either Chimay or what's it called? West Vlederen, I think. West Vlederen, it's like – it's hard to get. I don't know. It's like some – it's like – it's a monk trap. It's a Trappist Ale type of thing. Oh, that's one I'm not familiar with. I should like to try it sometime. Um, yeah, it's not my taste. But that I think was actually one of my first because right. you made me try it. I, I just I just Google up. I've actually seen this. I did, I couldn't tell what you were saying. Um, West Flatteran. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, spelt weird. It's like V L E T. Yeah. yeah. Once I read it, I was like, yeah, that's definitely what she's saying. But I, in my mind, I wasn't connecting those dots. I've I've I don't know if I've ever had any other beers. They're out of Belgium, Sir Ray. So ah okay. Fair enough, but man, man, we need to dive into the beers we have in front of us. Sure, here. yeah. So, I am very much surprised by my beer. Um, with the description and the can art, I expected a dessert beer, and mm. I did not get a dessert beer. No. <laughs> Wait, so can we I'm, see the can? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'll put this up where you can see it here. Mm, yeah. So I would expect the, like some chocolatey note vibes like a mexican chocolate vibe almost. right no ab- absolutely of course you know classic stone they've got their their logo just boom right there up front you know it's stone they're one of the the big name craft breweries out there uh distribute nationally uh but not a dessert beer oh my gosh this is next level good like mm, like i'm ready to just go punch a giraffe in the throat because it's that good <laughs> Please don't punch any giraffes. Right. No, I, I, I would never do that, but so, <laughs> this is so random for Big Ray. And so when I'm like really, really like something, I compare a random act of violence and a random animal to describe how much I like something. It's like I would drop kick a zebra to, to get another one of these because one, no one's going to do that. It's just that over the top. And something like a, a, I would test a, twist a donkey's ankle. Yes. You know what the most aggressive, violent thing is that I can that I every time I even think about it, I just want to cry. Curb stomp. Oh my god! I know. (laughs) I know. Wow, girl, that's that's intense. I don't even know where I learned that. Like when I was younger, so I don't even know where that came from. But what was that on American History X? It gets me. Like it it gets. It's like a guttural reaction I have to hearing that. It's like oh. 
Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah. So I would curb stomp <laughs> a, a wallaby because okay. <laughs> like the, the first thing that critter. popped into my mind yeah, was no. I'd curb stomp an oct or not an octopus, a starfish <laughs> was what came into my mind. <laughs> SpongeBob making full circle. Oh, I got red wow. giggling now. <laughs> don't even have a mouth. What is a curb stomp? <laughs> you don't know that. I picture the tentacles like wrap it's around your foot. Like, yeah. Oh my wow. god. Oh. Back to the beers, y'all. Oh my god! Wait, so. Making Ray laugh is my new favorite activity. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. good times. Wow. So, Mike, Mike, yeah. tell us about your belching beaver here. Beaver. Yeah, so, beaver. I actually, uh, so I was visiting a brewery, and a buddy gave me this. Or I, he may not call us buddies, but I'm calling us buddies. Uh, when you give me a beer, you're officially my buddy. Um. <laughs> anyway, so I was visiting a beer or visiting a uh, visiting a brewery. And uh, Northwest uh, Arkansas, and uh, was gifted this beer. Um, it, you know, and I'd never had it. I've never had a Belching Beaver beer, and I've definitely never had the Viva La Beaver. And it's really good. This tastes like a a thick. Uh, so it's it's a little bit thicker body, and it tastes like a, like a, a Reese's peanut butter cup. And I that may be Jenna's uh, like going nah. Uh, it tastes good. Um, this is definitely not, so the only, it's a 16 ounce can. It is sweet enough and thick enough. And, uh, what do you call it? Like indulgent enough, like, you know, you can indulge that I prefer it to be in a 12 ounce can. It's going to be a slow sipper. Um, it's something that you like gently go back to and have a little taste every now and then as you're doing other stuff. I can see like, I don't know how y'all do it. That's a perfect, perfect way to describe it. You're sitting by the fire in your Adirondack chair and you just kind of slowly sip it while you're hanging and chilling. Um, this could be paired well with a, a very good cigar. Um, maybe something that has some chocolate notes to it, maybe a rum dipped cigar or something like that. I could, I could very well see myself having a nice cigar and I'm not a, uh, I don't know cigars like I know beer by any measures, but I enjoy so I think that could be it. It, it tastes really good. Um, the only, my downfall, the downfall I find in it is it is pretty sweet. Like, so I, I, full disclosure, I don't like cake and most desserts because I, I think there's a texture sweetness combination that I don't like, like cake. I don't like the texture and the sweetness. So, and, and this is kind of getting on the edge of it. It's, it's, it's really you know, sweet. I'm with you on a lot of that. I don't like cake. If there's too, if there's too many, if there's too much frosting, if too much whipped cream, right. too much stuff going on, I'm not a fan. I, and what I've learned over the years is it's not that I dislike dessert. It's that if you were to say like, you can either have more spaghetti and chicken parm or cake. I want like saucy marinara, like marinara sauce and cheese. Like I would go for that over dessert any day. No, I can. Yeah, I can get on. But board mo with that. a lot of people are not like that. Like I don't yeah. have that sweet tooth. I think. Do you have to end the day with something sweet? No. Well, I mean, I guess I am tonight. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah, my last beer. Super are. sweet. Yeah. Wow. So I, I really want to try that now because I, I have a sweet tooth, but it's limited, especially the older I get, the more I prefer the the savory flavors, the bitters and whatnot. 
but I still like sweets. Still like the sweets on occasion. But Mike, I think the beer I have is going to be your speed because uh, it has Tres Leches on it, which, you know, that brings to mind, Mike. I've got a one question quiz for you. Okay. Actually, both of you. One question quiz for both of y'all. How about that? We haven't had one of these in a while, Mike. Yeah, let's do it. So Tres Leches literally translates to three milks. But what three milks make up a Tres Leches? Condensed, sweet, and whole. I'm gonna so I'm gonna go with condensed. I think that's a good one. I'm gonna say condensed. That's a good one, right? Yeah. Then we're gonna do uh, sweet milk, regular milk, and then we'll do. What, is, what does that even mean? What even is like sweet? Traditional milk? milk. Is what I'll say. Like ha- like you got one two percent from milk. the cow next door. Like yeah, <laughs> so condensed milk, and then I'm a heavy cream. Mm. What is it? No. I mean, I don't know, so, Ray. Just tell us. So you got you guys got two out of three there. Whole milk is definitely one of them. Okay, that's yeah. Sweetened that's... or con- sweetened condensed milk. Condensed milk is sweet, but the third is evaporated milk. Oh please! Very is specific. that like powder? I don't make them. I just eat them. <laughs> so evaporated milk still comes in it like a, in a can. It's liquid. You can pour it. So I think it's, it's just more lactose and, and sugar, sugar lactose heavy because it's evaporated right. to take the water out. The I, more picture, you know. I picture someone when COVID first hit who like panicked and bought a bunch of it, like in case like the world ended thinking it was just milk. And then now they just have a yeah. ton of, 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 of hey, whatever a, that is. Right. No, it's, all, it's, it's a key ingredient in a lot of baking. You know, there's a really? lot of folks that use it and my wife uses it a lot. Uh, when she bakes, so it's pretty pretty common thing uh, for the desserts. What does she make? So everything. What's funny is, uh, and you, <laughs> he's you not a small guy, Jenna. Before. So me, I'm <laughs> massive. I am six five, and um, she's to blame. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. I was tall before we met. So, um, <laughs> thank you no, for that. I'm a, yeah. So no, I'm a, <laughs> so I'm I'm a bit bigger now. So I, I I'm at right at 400 pounds, but I'm almost three feet across. I'm literally the broad side of the barn. Um, but my wife, God lover, is five five and 110 pounds. So I tell everybody she's my better third. Um, <laughs> but she bakes. She loves to. She bakes cookies and pie and cake and just all this stuff like cream puffs. And uh, she doesn't like sweets. She doesn't eat any of it, but she'll bake it all day. See, that's why I want a husband because <laughs> I know I'm serious. I want, it's really hard to cook for one. It's really hard. And I, I make shit, I make stuff and I just want someone to consume the rest of it. I need a, I need a human vacuum cleaner. I used to have my dad. I've always had like someone like I need a human here to just consume all of the things I can't consume. I'm five feet tall. I'm five feet tall. I can't eat that much. I need um, someone to finish it all. So things. next Always. time I'm inviting myself out. Next time I'm in New York, I'll be like, <laughs> "Hey Jenna, um, nothing weird, honey, but please, I want dinner, and I'll, <laughs> I'll buy all the stuff. I'll buy it. I'll buy all of it." I'm like, hey, just make me some cuisine that you like, and I'll eat it all happily for you. It- That's what I need. Like, I would love right now to make 
to bake something or to make something, but it's like, what, then I have to eat it? I can't do that. Like, I need, like, for lunch, I need to have, like, a yogurt. Like, I can't just, like, be making all this food to go to waste. Right. right no, so, uh, Jenna, you're, you're in Brooklyn, New York. I think there's a I lot know. of guys around there or, or gals, I depending know. on what you're into. I downloaded um, an app. We're working get, on it. Did you get Tinder? I'm working on it. I did not. Oh, okay, I didn't know. Good. Like, I, I know Tinder is a popular one with my students. <laughs> <laughs> I, I give them a hard time too. I'm like, get out of here and go get on Tinder or whatever. But there has to be uh, a food sharing thing. You know what I mean? Like, we, like, like a random. No, that's like you're just gonna poison right? strangers. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, I guess there's drug that. Drug some strangers, right? No one, yeah. nobody needs. Right. I'm not taking any food from anyone. No, so that, get on Bumble. Get on Bumble. Bumble. Yeah, Bumble. You know what Bumble is right, Ray? Uh, you know, I actually I do not. That's where the the girls have to mention the guys first. I think is oh. right. It's set okay. to weed out some of the more terrible interactions. Right. And she's got a good selection. And then you can let Ray and I will volunteer to help you sort. Be like, no, this, oh. this one. Yeah. That we could go right now. I can show like, you 10 right now. I'll let yeah. you pick one. <laughs> okay. I'll let you okay. pick right now and I'll message one. Um, All right. I think the so other thing is. Let's wait the podcast though. It sounds okay. fun. <laughs> what is it? So what's it? So before we get back to beer and we got to get back to the beer, but what's something that you would, one of your favorite dishes that, that you would cook? Oh gosh. Like anything. Like I like, I enjoy cooking anything. Like I like, I like recipes. I like ingredients. I like making different things. I just. It's not worth it. You know, making beer is very similar to making other food. I'm just throwing that out there. I know. Gotta, I want to start. Recipes, I want to try home brewing, and I want to like. I want to like vlog the experience of trying to home brew, but it seems like a lot of effort. So. It's. I think the first couple times you do it, it's going to be a lot of effort. But once you get it down, it'll get better. Let's circle back though. Let's go back. So you tell us about the back beer you're drinking. You're bringing you're drinking Sierra Nevada's Pale yes. Ale, a classic. That is I what I'm hear what drinking. Think. I think it tastes like Sierra Nevada Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yeah, it tastes like exactly what it is. And if you don't know what that tastes like, tastes like, press pause. Go to your local gas station, get a can. You'll probably find it. Oh yeah, it's and, so widely uh, distributed. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. Um, so if you don't know what I'm saying. Go to your local anything. They'll have it. Probably. I don't know. Try it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, and it's, it's it's I think it's one of the first beer like not the first beer. It's one of the first beers that where I really try to understand what the it's it's Cascade hops. But I, that was the first beer I remember saying, what kind of, what's given this flavor? And I actually looked into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um yeah. I've been told many times that as a young craft beer consumer, I don't have a, a respect and the reverence that I should have for classics like this. Because to me, honestly, at this point, is it craft beer? Eh. It is. Sure. And I've learned, you know, you got to give it credit because without Sierra Nevada, your local craft brewery probably wouldn't exist and they wouldn't have you know the playbook to go off of and kind of thing but but yeah it is craft beer it's one of the classics that kind of led the industry and gotta love it 
I think it's so, still Sierra Nevada. It's still family owned. It's a single family. I mean, it is craft beer. It's it is good. They just make a lot of it. Yeah. It's gonna be similar to like the Sam Adams with Boston Lager. Like, is that really craft? Exactly. Anymore? Yeah. Is it? And then every year they just they change the definitions to however yeah. many barrels or whatever, so they can still fit. But. Um, but yeah. So to kind of recap here before we go to ratings and song choices, Ray had the Exco Covesa Trace Leches at 8.5% from Stone Brewing, and they're out of Escondido, California. Everybody knows Stone. Um, I had the Belching Beaver Viva La Beaver, 7.5%, and Belching Beaver is out of San Diego. You can, If you just type in Belching Beaver Brewery, you'll find all their stuff. Um, it's belching fun. as in burping and not yes. Belgian, right? Yeah, belching. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Just making sure. My redneck accent, I have to enunciate. Belching beaver. Um, yeah. Oh, it, you know what? Something I was going to say to you, and I forgot all about this, is the Belching Beaver Viva La Beaver won gold at the International Beer Cup and gold at the Australian International Beer Awards both this year in 2021. Yeah. So, yeah, keep on belching. Um, and then, you know, Jenna followed it up with the classic Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. It's at 5.6%, and we all know Sierra Nevada. They're in Chico, uh, just outside of Asheville, North Carolina. And, uh, you know, that's where we're sitting at. Um, so, now's the time to give these beers a rating and pair them with a song. I'll start off so that we can go, we'll go me, then Ray, and we'll follow it up with our, you know, save the best for last with Jenna. And then we'll come back and I've got a little Q&A for Jenna. Fun, fun, fun. All right. Can't wait. Yeah. I have a, I have a She's quick like, I fun, can't wait. I have a quick fun story for the uh, Q&A. Yeah, absolutely. So I had the Viva La Beaver uh, by Belching Beaver out of uh, San Diego. I'm going to rate this beer an eight. Um, I thought it was really good. To me, it was a little sweet. Um, I liked the body of it. I like the flavors from front to back. So I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. And so when I first saw this beer, I immediately thought of Elvis's Viva Las Vegas. And I love Elvis Presley. Love, love, love Elvis Presley music. However, after I drank it, I'm going to change my Elvis song. So I'm going to go to Elvis Presley can't help but fall can't help falling in love with you. And that's going to be my song. So I love Elvis music. Oh, yeah. I can just see you hugging this beer right now. Just like oh, giving dude. a big old like hugging it with my oh. lips. That didn't t- that sound right. All right, Ray, go. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just, so anyway, uh, the Tres Leches here. And, you know, I, I didn't talk a whole lot about this beer, Mike. So before I give it a rating, I've got to talk about it a little bit. Um, I mentioned it not being a dessert beer. Now, when when you see Tres Leches, immediately you think of really sweet cake, right? This is not really a sweet beer. Very strong coffee notes. Uh, very strong dark chocolate, but not sweet. Like, I really got the beer you needed, and you got the beer I needed, I believe. So, I expected, like, Day of the Dead celebration, just, like, sweet, bright, poppy. And what I got was the center of a mosh pit at a rock concert. Like, this is just, like, just, like, heavy metal. Just, like, whoa. Did not expect that. Um, I get zero Tres Leches out of this. I don't get any of the milks. I don't get any of the sweetness. 
Um, I don't get any of the pasilla pepper in this at all. Um, I expected a little bit of spiciness with this. So where I love this beer, I love the flavors. I don't get what's represented on the can, which bothers me. Because if you're going to put Tres Leches on the can, if you're going to put Mexican hot chocolate, which I kind of get. I've had several Mexican hot chocolate beers. I love to drink just straight up Mexican hot chocolate. It's fantastic. I'm not getting that. Uh, so I'm disappointed in stone on this for not representing what they put on the can, even though it's a really, really good beer. So all of that said, um, as much as I like it, I'm only going to give it a seven out of 10 because it doesn't come with what they said it was going to come with. That, that just really irks me. I like the can art. Uh, you know, when we, we talked about this earlier, Jenna, you told me it looks like Mexican chocolate reminds you of its Mexican theme. It totally fits. But the flavors don't deliver what's advertised, so I'm giving it a lower rating uh, beyond how much my taste bros like it. So I was thinking some sort of, you know, uh, going into this, like what song do I think I would pair it with? And just like you, Mike, I had to change this. Um, I was going to go with something Ricky Martin, just fine poppy. <laughs> hey, live in the Vida Loca, just whatever. Yeah. Woo. But no, I am going with um, Shove It by one of my favorite bands ever, and uh, the Deftones. It's actually called My Own Summer, Shove It in Parentheses by the Deftones. Because that's a song that you just want to jump in and do damage in the mosh pit. What was the name of the song? My what? My Own Summer. My Own Summer. Shove, Shove it. it. Yep. Do you enjoy a mosh pit, Ray? Uh, now that I'm in my 40s, no. Um, in my 20s, yes. You did. Uh, yeah. See, I'm too short. Yeah, that, that not the best place. No. I get trapped in people's armpits, and it's no fun. <laughs> it's no That's fun for me. Not where you want to be in a mosh pit. No. So my, and, I've always and had I, to, I lose no. my friends. It's such a scary place for me. It's such a scary place. I can't see anything. <laughs> right. So I'm still. I'm only forty. Right. I'm not late in my forties. You know, I still have that moment where I remember my youth, and I'm like, hold my beer. And I'll go do the thing. And then it's like next day, like I shouldn't have done the thing. Um, but now I can look back and reminisce on some of those those good times in, in the rock concerts and whatnot. But I'll just let the youngins do that nowadays and I'll observe from a distance. I just don't go to musical of music events because I it, my friends, they all like crazy stuff and they all want to be right up there. And I have a bit terrible experience. Cool. I think uh, me and Jenna are like each other's uh, spirit animals. Like I, I don't, I like music a lot actually. However, most of the time at live music events, I'm having a very bad time because people are buttheads. The music's way just, it's just loud. It's, it's loud just to be loud. So loud. So loud. Like, you know, like there's some music you listen to louder, like ACDC, whatever. Right. But, the, but being loud just be like, so anyway, most of the time I don't, I don't enjoy myself. Yeah, no, I get right. that. I left a saliva concert some years ago and my ears rang for three days, but I was right up front, like at the stage and uh, it was great at the time. But I remember going to Waffle House directly after the concert and I couldn't hear my server. It was just like, it was, it was so, so Mouse. bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so I got to no. ask you, so random, Jenna, uh, being back in Brooklyn, I know Waffle House isn't a thing. Did you partake of that when you were in Atlanta? And if you did, do you miss it? 
Of course. Oh, that's the right answer. So, so here's the thing. Of course I did when I was in Atlanta. Of course. I've only been there after 2 a.m. Fair enough. Um, but there's actually a video of me the first time at Waffle House ordering. Um, I got very overwhelmed. I don't know. But, but in New York, it's like you get a late night slice of pizza. You get... Or like we have our other things, but we – or you could – I guess there aren't really diners really in New York City. I mean there – maybe there are. I don't know. Kind of. But yeah, there's not something quite like that to end up at the end of the night, but there is a certain special special spots. Um, I can think of one called the Selka. It's a Swedish – diner i believe in like in like uh in like the east village in manhattan and i remember i woke up there one 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 night and it was my birthday and i they woke i woke up on the table at veselka they said oh happy birthday i was like oh Oh yeah, yeah. So so no Waffle House here, but we definitely had Waffle House there. <laughs> right, but you guys have Grace Papaya. If you like to go north of, uh, I think it's just north of Central Park in Manhattan, and you stand in line to get a hot dog and some fruit juice, and it's totally worth it. So if you've not ever been, I highly suggest it. I haven't. I need to do that. Take it from the big Oki that likes to hang out in New York City. Um, it's a it's a fun little spot. Next time you're here, hot dog and juice. I I'm down. <laughs> Ray Ray, that should be your name, the Big Oki. That should be your moniker, Big Oki. Hey, yeah. I'm all right with that. Or the biggest Oki. The biggest? I know I'm not the biggest Oki. Well, dude, you're not the uh, biggest Ray either. That's probably true. But dude, I came across a guy at Quitrip the other day, and and uh, I was surprised at how much bigger. And it's not like he was a big tubby. He was just a big old boy. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, that's the guy you want to be at your friend like literally everywhere. Cause if he makes me feel small, that's big a okay. big, Oh boy. Big okay. Yeah. I, I, th- I felt small. I'm not used to that. You know, it's funny. Whenever I see someone shorter than me, I'm like, Whoa. Cause like I'm five feet tall. Like I'm not a tall person here. And so whenever I see someone who's like four, eight or something, I see them. I'm like, I say to my friends, I'm like, that how small I seem to other people? Like, is this what people see me as? Even if I see another person my height, I'm like, is that what I look like? Um, but it's really rare to see someone smaller than me. And so I can't imagine – I'm just used to everyone else just existing around me, taking up more space. Like, I'm just used to being the small person. And so I can't imagine it – just, it's just funny. It's just you're on the opposite end. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So I'm curious because I feel this way about folks that are substantially smaller than me, but I just want to give them, give them a hug. It's like, you are so cute. (laughs) I want to hug you. Not in a weird way, but it's like, you're so cute. Just just a little huggy hug. And do you feel that way when you see folks smaller than you? No, I think you're weirdly small (laughs) and I don't know why. And that is how I feel. <laughs> Weirdly small. <laughs> wow. That's absolutely not how I feel. Oh, 
She said weirdly small. All right, we got to get back to the beer. Go back to the beer. Like, sorry. Jenna, I would need your rating and a song to yes. go with your Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Okay. So you're on, you're on, you're on cue, right? So I'm going to say it's a classic craft beer. We got to love it. We've said this already. But also, it is the kind of thing you could you could crush like five of, and it might sneak up on you. You maybe could do ten. I don't know. It might sneak up on you. And though it's a classic craft beer, but you could also just really pound it. And so for me, what pops into my head song-wise is Best of Both Worlds by Hannah Montana. That's a first for craft beer, but Hannah Montana. <laughs> Hannah Montana. I'm, I'm digging it, man. Wow. <laughs> best of both All worlds. Right. You have the best of both worlds because it's it's good craft beer, but it's also like cheap and drinkable. Right. And that's rare. It's a very sessionable beer, that is for sure. So it's one of my one of my favorites. It's a solid go-to. I agree. And you can hand it to a friend who doesn't like craft beer. They're not gonna they're they're gonna be okay right. with it too. Right. Like it's a it gets it, it goes in all crowds. Right. It's total gateway beer. Jenna, what would you rate the beer? Or however how what would you give it? Rank it, review it. I don't feel comfortable doing so. Yeah, remember she rates the, the, the art, not the beer. I and the art is so boring too. Because <laughs> boring. Uh, but I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. Here's why. It says Ooh. on it, and I appreciate this. Family owned, operated, and argued over. Right. And I think that's hilarious. Right. It's perfect. Okay. So we'll come back to the reviews and the stuff when we do the end cap or the, the ending of the, the podcast. But now it's time to get to the best part when we have a guest is a Q&A. And so, Jenna, how this works is there are no rules. Um, we, we can ask you a question. You can ask us any question. Uh, Ray will edit out anything that you say that's uh, not PC. No, I'm just kidding with you. Um, we, we just talk and find out a little bit more about you beyond the borders, I guess I'd say. So I'll start it off because Ray will ask some crazy questions, but I, I want to start it off. Jenna, what is your favorite thing to wear? Like what, what would, if, if you're wearing it, this is like, this is me. What is it? Bleach in my hair. Bleach in your hair. I like, I like being blonde. Are you not naturally blonde? No one's naturally blonde. Besides like some like Swedish models, maybe. Man, if you saw a picture of me when I was young, I had some blonde. Well, hair. me too, me too. But when you get, but once you yeah. get older, it goes. I don't know. There are some people that are naturally blonde. Most people are not. All right, fair enough. Ray, what Bleach about you? Bleach in the hair—that makes me me. Sure, no, that's that's it. Ray, what, what what do you wear that says this is Ray? So year round, I wear short sleeve polo shirts and cargo shorts. Could be twenty degrees below zero outside in the snow. I'm rocking my cargo shorts and my polo shirt. I may have a jacket on and some snow boots, but I'm wearing my shorts. (laughs) I'm that guy. 
Right. I think for me, it's flip-flops. It's been like that a long time. Yeah, yeah Mike is always rocking flip I, I, I don't wear sandals. I refuse. Yeah. I don't like them. Uh, but Mike is always always in the, the, the leather flip-flops. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Ray, do you want to go next? And then we'll give Jenna the, the opportunity to come back at us. Actually, you know what? Um, Jen, Jenna said no, she Mike had a story. I want to. I'd love to hear a story. Oh yeah! No, we story. don't need the story. We don't need the story. Oh no! You started it. You got to finish wah, it, girl. Wah, wah. So this goes back to the belching beaver. Okay. The belching Uh-oh. beaver, right? The belching beaver. Belching right. beaver. Yes. So when I was about eight years old, mm-hmm, I burped so much. I belched so much that my family and the doctors decided there was something wrong with me. They took me to the doctor. The doctors did not know what was wrong with me. And I just remember as a child being sat down by so many professionals and the word they use is belch. Like, I guess medically, that's the word they would always use. Why are you belching so much? Like, what's (laughs) wrong with you? I don't know. I'm like an eight-year-old cute little girl. I don't know. They put me under anesthesia, put a camera in my mouth, down my stomach, see what's wrong with my stomach. There's nothing wrong with me. I just liked to burp. And you had a little gas and you had like to burp. It it felt better, I guess. I don't know. But I was a young child and belching was a big part of my identity as a young child. <laughs> a big part of that may be the first that I did not expect that. Kudos. <laughs> big part of my I identity. I didn't either. And you know, but <laughs> why would you ever expect that? Right. But now it's like, you know, all the beer I, uh, we drank tonight, I don't believe you have belched one time. So apparently, I've uh, learned to fit in society over the years. Say, well, look at you go doing it better. I've on learned the next how to just not do it. You don't understand how mad my parents were at me. Like, I was scared of everything. I wouldn't do the monkey bars. Scared of everything. Like I'm such a wimp. You, you let us. I wouldn't get a shot. You know, you let us put a put you. You let us like have surgery almost. Like you let us put you under anesthesia. Put a camera in you. You let us do that, no? Like, and there was just nothing wrong. You just liked it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, I hope it didn't cost them much. Sounds great. Hey, like the medical, I would be pissed if I had medical bills because my child liked burping. Like, this is I'd why be so mad. <laughs> this is why your dad was drinking those heavy Belgian beers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my! Yeah. What's wrong? My eight-year-old just cost me how much because she burps. <laughs> she enjoys burping a lot. <laughs> All right, Ray. I don't know so, if you can follow that. Very well, I will have no patience for my children. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, no, it's all good. So now that I, I know where you've been and where you live now. So I'm a foodie, obviously. So it's like I got, I got spots all over the country where I like to go eat. Um, so restaurants off the top of my head in, in Brooklyn, aren't coming through the best roadie I've ever had has been in Brooklyn. I know, I know Manhattan much better than I know Brooklyn. So so Manhattan. Manhattan. Okay. So I'll, I'll get out of Dumbo and just go across the river. Mm. And, uh, so what's your favorite place to get a slice? Mm. Okay. Um, well there's artichoke pizza, which is always great, but Mm. that's not 
New York City pizza, kind of. It's artichoke pizza. It's its own thing. Do you, do you know what sure. artichoke is? You know oh, what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Okay. That's its own thing. It's not on the same... You don't say, I want pizza and then get artichoke. You say, I want artichoke and get artichoke. It's a different thing. The best Joe's... There's a couple locations. It's fantastic. Um, but otherwise, you know where... What? Late at night, I might not have the best decision-making skills somewhere that says 99 cent slice is all i need oh the dollar slice you can't go wrong with the dollar slice in new york oh wait i have to say no my favorite dollar slice is in the l-i-r-r the long island railroad part the so the sub tracks in um penn station off 34th street 34th and 7th you go in down the escalator walk a little bit after the duncan go down another flight of stairs to where the long island railroad is dollar slices they're like you know two feet wide (laughs) right thin as paper oh i miss that pizza oh well you know it's not that hard to get to penn station from brooklyn i'm like it's not a biggie no i'll be there on a friday oh there you go i see a dollar slice in your future honey I do too. Um, After uh, this conversation, trust me, I do too. Yes. And you brought up (laughs) Joe's. I'm like, you have to go. I took my wife and daughter to New York City earlier this year. And uh, so we were, and we stayed in uh, New Jersey um, and just, you know, took the train across to the island. Mm -hmm. And I made it a point to take them to Joe's. I'm like, we're not that far away where, you know, where our trains connect. We need to just walk the three blocks and get it Mm -hmm. Um, because, damn, so, so worth it. And it was, you know, they yeah. ship nationwide now since COVID. Mm-hmm. You can get like it's it's expensive, but but a whole pizza, I guess, is expensive, right? Um, it's like I guess twenty bucks here, but you there was part part in, in the first six months of the pandemic. I'm living alone in Georgia. I'm like, I need pizza. I need pizza, like real pizza. I got Joe's. I got Joe's delivered. Oh, you go. That's what's up. It was, I think it was a birthday present my mom sent me. I got Joe's delivered of like like five pies frozen. I mean, nothing better than like them handing you a slice, but still. I'm glad you got your family to experience that. Oh, no, absolutely. Like all we did was eat. Like, dude, we got to get a bagel. You got to have pizza. We got to go to Chinatown. And uh, Little Italy's, I needed some, uh, oh my gosh, what are they called? cannolis like i had to have a cannoli it's just so like good. oh my god it was a total foodie road trip um but so you know so like the it. soup dumplings yes the, the little dumplings with like the soup inside of them next level They're so good so good There's the best place the best in all of in all of new york it's called my excellent dumpling house or something on like 27th and 7th i think Next time, soup dumplings from there. I'm game. <laughs> I like all of it. You don't get to be race size by being a picky eater. Let's just be real about it. I've gained so much weight since I started this whole beer thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so hard easy. to do. So, so easy to do. Not hard to do. And when you're my height, like it doesn't have much room to spread. Like so, you know. <laughs> Actually, it's okay. I, I've actually lost a little bit of weight since so about a year and a half ago. 
I sold my part of my brewery. And I've actually lost a little weight since I left the brewery. Not a lot. I don't want to like make people think I've shit the pounds, but (laughs) the abs still haven't come in quite yet. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, Jenna. So it's your turn. You get to ask a question. Oh gosh. Okay. Um. No pressure. Bom, 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 um, bom, what bom. is on your, if you had a, a wish list for the holidays, what do you want? What are you asking wow. Santa for? So that's an easy one for me because I've already asked for it. And I'm pretty sure Wifey already ordered it on Amazon. Love but, Wifey. Um, I wanted a digital thermometer so I could uh, more easily measure my hot oil when I decide to deep fry things. That was really on my wish list this year. Do you deep, <laughs> did you deep fry your turkey? Uh, no, I'm, you know, I'm going to send you photos on Instagram. Um, I, I wrap a, an entire turkey in bacon every year. Guys, okay, my family sucks at Thanksgiving. They're not, they're not good they don't care. Like no one's trying really. <laughs> I envy. Oh man. That dinner. Oh my god. You should have I made a rack of ribs. I made a country ham and a bacon wrapped a turkey. Uh food doesn't suck at my house, girl. Uh, I tell you what. Oh if you ever gosh. get to Oklahoma, I will feed you. I'm you coming, right? I'm coming, right? Yeah. <laughs> So I, I just literally grabbed my iPhone. I'm sending you some pictures of this turkey right now, just so. Uh, okay, please. Yeah, like literally right now, like oh. it's it's going down. Oh my gosh! Sorry for this random podcast break and randomness, but you know it had to be done. Oh no! Everyone wants to know what you had for Thanksgiving. Oh fuck! This looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? I was waiting. Oh no! I ate that. <laughs> so did everybody oh. else. It's- you guys, okay? He like wove turkey it's like a woven turkey blanket wait mm. woven bacon blanket yes. covering the oh, turkey. Yeah. <laughs> i officially need a new family like <laughs> wow holy so, crap I, so you're yeah. invited next year open invitation um if, if you decide to you guys to come have to Oklahoma. no idea what this looks like this looks so maybe I should post that to uh you know I did you know last year I paired a Marshall beer uh, with my bacon wrapped turkey and uh, Marshall loved it they shared it and they're like dude this is this is super so pre shout out to Marshall Brewing out of you know Oklahoma here um, they were a big fan I was so busy this year with cooking eating, and eating I didn't post a, a picture with a beer I totally should have um, and you were busy but, with your bacon uh, and I don't blame you I was busy with my bacon. It is true. <laughs> it's the best way to stay busy. <laughs> wow. You know what? I've never had Thanksgiving with Ray. I, I know. We best bros like 20 plus yeah. years and we've never been in the same place at Thanksgiving um, time, which makes sense. We've always done our own you know, family thing, but yeah, uh, you're invited to next year, Mike. Uh, bring bring the, the wife and the kids over and we'll, we'll thank you. Sure. sure. Why not? All right, Mike, what's on your list this year? Uh, what I ask for every year, Marion Cotillard. I don't uh, know what those words mean. Uh, that's a French actress. 
Oh, she, she's on okay. my list. <laughs> okay. Good luck with that. Yeah. Wow. She, right. uh, <laughs> I think she is so, I mean, she's beautiful. I mean, it's not like, it's, it's just not, I mean, she's also, you know, incredibly sexy, whatever, but she's just, she's beautiful. Um, everything I've seen her in, she seems so incredibly intelligent. Like she's like, she, you know, she's, if I was going to put her on a craftier bucket list, she'd be a 10 out of 10. So, uh, I ask for that every year, you know, haven't gotten it ever, but you know, it, it is what it is, uh, more on a more realistic note. Um, I think, uh, uh, I would like to get a smoker for Christmas and, uh, Oh, there you my, go. My dad's got a smoker and has, you know, done, did our Thanksgiving Turkey smoked it. So I want to get a smoker and start smoking some stuff. And it's Damn, like the 40 year old dude thing to turkeys. do. What's that? And you guys have such good turkeys. I just get like yeah. a burnt thing from my mom's oven. I really oh, want to do it where I can. So I like to fish and hunt. I'm mm-hmm. going to catch the fish, fillet the fish, smoke the fish, eat the fish. Mm. Harvest the deer, clean the deer, smoke the deer, eat the deer. You know, do that with everything. So I don't have to go to the grocery yeah. store to buy meat. Yeah. We actually get wild turkeys in my my fit parents' yard sometimes. And they Those are delicious. Edible. Okay. They Thanks. are. Yeah. They're the best of the best. All right. So I think um, we're getting on to be an hour and 30 minutes with uh, – I know this will have some oh breaks boy. and whatnot in there, but it's been a long time. So I'm going to wrap this up for us because I know Jenna's on the East Coast. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be – It's getting almost midnight. So uh, to recap real quick, we had Jenna here uh, from beer. She's at beer can lover on Instagram, but more importantly, check out craft brewers, creative pod. Uh, you can find that. Uh, if, you, if you go Google that, it pops right up. I did it myself while we were talking. Um, you know, it, you can go check it out uh, or follow her on Instagram. It's beer can lover. Um, she has some incredible content, but more importantly, she posts a lot of pictures of some very pretty beers. And I think that's fun too. Um, we each had three different three different beers, and I'm gonna kind of rattle through these real quick. For round one, Jenna had the Ithaca Beer Co's Flower Power. It's an IPA. She gave it a seven, and she paired it with Be- Beatles. Here comes the sun. Ray had the Angry Scotsman Fortitude. Um, he gave it a seven uh, and paired it with Dropkick Murphy's Worker Song. And I had a I had Adroit Theories Curse of the Damned. It's an Oktoberfest Marzen. I gave it a seven and paired it with Sonora May, her song called Country. Then we get to round two. Jenna had Sierra Nevada's Pale L, the classic. She gave it a 10 out of 10. Um, a lot of kudos going to the fact that it's family owned and they fought over it and squabbled over it and whatnot. And something real fun. She paired it with Hannah Montana's Best of Both Worlds. Um, Ray had the Excavesa, uh, Excavesa Stones. Tres Leches, he gave it a seven, paired it with Deftones, my own summer shove it. And then I'll round it out with the Belching Beaver, Viva La Beaver. I gave it an eight and I paired it with Elvis, Can't Help Falling in Love With You. I think all these beers scored pretty darn well. All beers go on a crappier bucket list. What a solid lineup, Ray. What a solid lineup. I was about to say that if you didn't. Always, always a solid lineup, Mike. But, you know, I got to say thank you to you, Mike. I, I appreciate every episode that we record together. Ms. Jenna, thank you so much for hanging out and taking the time. 
to do this podcast. Absolutely right. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun. So thank you to all the listeners. You know, you guys really motivate us to just keep pushing out amazing content. Also, what motivates us is those five star ratings on Apple Podcasts. Leave us that review if you don't mind. We, and make sure you put your your handle, your at whatever, so we can comment and say hi back to you. We love to do that as well. So if you're listening to us on iHeartRadio, I appreciate you guys. We just recently started broadcasting on that platform as well. So be sure to check out the show notes when you get done listening to this. Be sure to give some love and some follows to all of the breweries that we featured beer from tonight. And one more solid, if you don't mind, please, please, please don't drink and drive, but do drink local. And we will catch you all in the next episode of Craft Beer Bucket List. Adios. Crap Beer Bucket List is partially supported by Red Dirt LLC. Red Dirt is a parks, recreation, and tourism services agency with the goal to provide the tools, information, and leadership to help guide, plan, and market your organization or business. Red Dirt provides media management, photography and videography, research and analysis, and overall management for excursions and experiences for your agency. Visit reddirt.us.